Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast that's headed to Vegas. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. On today's episode, we are going to go through some of the hypothetical prop and future bets that the listeners sent in on Twitter and Instagram. So we'll have one bro set the odds for each and have the other two bros bet into those lines. Uh, We had two of these episodes last offseason, and a lot of those bets have been decided. So Ryan, let's, uh, let's go through those winners and losers. All right. Well, I have to interrupt. First of all, Michael cashed the first and maybe biggest bet of his life. He had his first kid. He had his first kid. Yes. Congrats, yes. Michael. Thank yep. you. Thank you. Had a baby girl uh, like three weeks ago. So, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful baby girl. Yes. Thank you. We love Thank her. You. Honorary little, little, little sis. Are we going to we gonna spill the, the name? Sure. Baby Grace. Grace Newman. Grace. Yeah. I'm a fan of the name. Fan of the name. Yes. All right. So, very yeah. good. Thank you very Bet much. Cash, cha-ching, cha-ching. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. like a thousand to one, though. So yeah, me you know. procreating oh, a thousand to one. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> true. That was that yeah. was that was huge. I mean, it yeah. was two like two million to one to get a wife, and then yeah, throw on top of the oof. Sarah <laughs> bet against it. Actually, she lost. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's too bad for her. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes. Okay. So my sports book was LetItRide.com and. Some of the ones we had last year, let's go over the first one here, was will a G5 team make the playoff, um, you know, in that last last year, 2021? So I set the odds at, uh, it was 49 to 1 um, that, uh, or you were getting, you know, 49 to 1 that they, that a team would make it, and then, you know, 1 to 49 that, that you know, obviously they wouldn't. Trey and Michael both took the yes on that. So they bet the 49 to 1 that a team, like a G5 team would make it and cashed in, of course, Cincinnati. Made it in. Big hit from the my other my other brothers here. We're putting you out of business. Yeah, that, that yeah. hurt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely hurt. Uh, uh, all right. Next one was who's going to win the LSU uh, QB job? Uh, Michael lost Miles Brennan at plus one fifty, and Trey cashed in uh, at Max Johnson uh, plus one fifteen. So I Trey's was reading two, those two so uh, far. those tea leaves last spring. Yep. Yep. Um, next one, will there be a new team in the college football playoff in 2021? So obviously there was, um, there ended up being two, uh, Cincinnati already mentioned and Michigan, uh, and Michael and Trey both cashed that out. They won again. They said yes at minus 150. So that was, Trey's like three for three here. Michael's <laughs> just killing it too, but crazy. Uh, okay. And then which transfer QB will have the highest QBR? All right, so I set the odds. It was a group of QBs that were packed together. We had Tanner Mordecai, Jack Cohn, Mackenzie Milton, Hennon Hooker, Tyler Shuck against the field. Um, and it was close, uh, but Michael and Trey both went uh, with the field uh, at plus 250. And Bailey Zappi of Western Kentucky ended up uh, beating out Hendon Hooker slightly. So perfect betting from Trey there. Very good betting from Michael. Uh, you guys just went yeses on all those things. That was... Guess that's just yeah. the way to go. We got away Apparently. with that one. 
we got lucky with the the Cincinnati one. That was that was a long <laughs> shot. Well, that, I mean, yeah, I, did. I, th- I didn't think your odds were that bad at forty nine to one. I, I think I would have made it like forty to one at the time. And well, you know, right. it, and it was only it was pretty, Cincinnati or bust. Really, there weren't. Yeah, yeah. Going had into to last be year, there weren't many teams. Yep. All right, there were more. There oh, were more losses for you, Ryan. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just getting a sip of water as I'm taking a break here. Nope. All right. The 2021 Heisman winner, would it be a QB or non-QB? Um, Michael and Trey both took the quarterback, which I set the line at minus 390. So they took the favorite there, and they still cashed it. They cashed a bet. So good for you. <laughs> uh, and finally, my last one. It was uh, over under 20 and a half years um, until Texas A&M wins the national title. So obviously this one is still ongoing. You have 20, well, 19 more years left uh, to know if you're going to win or lose. Um, but it's, you know, they Michael and Trey both took the under. So they think they're they're still going to do it in those 19 years. And it based off of the number one recruiting class of all time, they they probably feel better about their bet. Yeah, that 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 amount of years would shrink significantly if I were setting the the line again today. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. Moving on to to the bets at at my sports book and and who can forget the very famous playwithtrade.com. <laughs> yes. Love it. Uh, the the first bet we uh, we talked about at my at my book over under three and a half years until Michigan beats Ohio State. Michael cashed on the under. Ryan lost the over. Oh no! Uh, that that took only one one quick season. Very <laughs> well year. done, Michael. I don't remember what the the preseason line was on that game, but uh, you know Michigan was unranked, so it was yeah. Well, how it was probably took quite a year 10, from Michigan. No? Oh, I'm sure it was yeah. well into the double digits. Yeah, yeah. It was in, in Ann Arbor. I don't know. Eh, okay, I don't yeah. know. Either way, it wasn't. Uh, wasn't likely this year, but it that's the way it works. Yep. Will the Heisman winner win the national championship in 2021? Michael and Ryan both cashed the no at minus 105 because Bryce Young, he won the Heisman, but lost the national title, as we all know. Well done there. And then I had a bet on the most wins in 2021, Syracuse, Kansas, or Vanderbilt. Oh, as, it, as it ended up playing that. out, Syracuse won five, Kansas and Vandy each won two. So Ryan, Ryan cashed. You had Syracuse at plus one hundred five. Unfortunately, Michael lost with Vanderbilt, but he went for more of the odds at at plus two hundred. wasn't wasn't juicy enough. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Hey, they changed their logo now, so maybe there's some new new juice in the program. Maybe forty nine to one this year. I don't know. Yeah. There you go. More titles over the next 10 years, Alabama or Clemson or the field? Uh, Ryan, you took Bama Clemson at plus oh, crap, one. Did I? Well, you know, <laughs> Clemson, Clemson looked bad. Yeah, they, yeah, they did, but hey, they're still relevant. And you got Bama. You had I Bama Clemson now. at plus 140. Michael took the field at minus 140. Uh, of course, you know, you still got time, but uh, Ryan really needs Clemson to get back in the mix. Uh, cause yeah. I don't think we're going to uh, Georgia. keep track of that 10 years down the road, are we? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Michael it's will. A long way to go. All right. So my sports book was ESPM.com, and I had which coach will leave or be fired first? Dino Babers, Justin Fuente, Clay Helton, or Scott Frost? 
and Train Ryan both took Fuente at plus 225. That did not cash. It was Clay Helton plus 300 was the winner. Over Man, that was under, early in the season. Yeah, he was. That was September. So that was that was very quick. Uh, over under three years until Rutgers makes a bowl game. This one has a major asterisk, but <laughs> oh, yeah, Ryan lost. Ryan lost the over. Trey cashed the under. No, uh, <laughs> because Rutgers made a bowl game at five and seven because A and M had to pull out <laughs> due to COVID. No, no I'm, I'm I'm winning that. It's well, the only we time I'll say thank no, you, COVID. No. Uh, yeah, we, we still got two years for Trey to like win it fair and square. So. We'll see. Right. That's true. Right. But he's, right. he wins it. If this was a sports book, you gotta, you gotta. Yeah. You know, oh, wow. Honor it. Screw job. Honor it. Exactly. Over <laughs> under. Over under sixty one and a half players to get at least one thousand rushing yards last season, and Ryan and Trey both cashed the under. Uh, it was fifty three. Was was the the final number? Nice. That's so right, Ryan. It. We knew the depth was down. Yes. All right. Let's passes. let's get to our. Uh, our 2022 and beyond bets. Let's uh, set some odds. All righty. Uh, first one is from uh, JNCV. Jinkv? I don't know. Uh, thank you for the question here. Thank you for the odds, whatever it is. Uh, okay. Odds a Big Ten player wins the Heisman. Um, just as fun fact, Troy, Troy Smith was the last one in 2006. So it's been a while. That's pretty um, crazy. Right, that is. Uh, so I'm setting the odds at plus two seventy five on, on a yes that uh, a Big Ten player will win it, and uh, minus two seventy five that uh, they won't. None of our casinos have juice; they don't make any money. So we're we're for the people. Um, yep. Yeah. So this this is a really difficult one to set the odds for. I I'm glad I didn't have to set the odds because there's just no way to find the true odds of any player to win the Heisman there's so much if you just look at the betting market you think oh okay I can look at the odds there and kind of extrapolate it but there's so much juice in there you don't know where the juice is located you can't bet yes no on players to win the Heisman that would help you kind of find juice is usually located in your refrigerator but yeah that's really Mm. bad really bad Mm. (laughs) um I think I think Grace is crying in the other room she overheard that yeah she is she knows where the juice is pathetic joke um but uh, so, Ryan, your <laughs> odds imply a 27% chance that a Big Ten player wins it. So the big favorite from the Big Ten, of course, is CJ Stroud. You can get him around four to one in the betting market, which implies a 20% chance. But that's before the VIG. So maybe the true odds are 16%. I don't know. I'm just throwing out a random number. So can I get an extra 11% from the rest of the guys in the Big Ten? It's hard. I mean, the next two favorites are his teammates Jackson Smith and Jigba and Travion Henderson but then I really looked at the quarterbacks because obviously usually this is a quarterback award and who's the second most likely quarterback in the Big Ten to win it yeah there's like nobody you can find I mean J.J. McCarthy maybe at Michigan but we don't even know if he's going to start but he does have that that upside but I don't know that would be a shocker so I am going with the the minus 275 I'll say a Big Ten player does not win the Heisman because there's just so many quarterbacks outside the Big Ten that I feel feel good about. Bryce Young, of course, maybe repeating. Dylan Gabriel at OU, Caleb Williams, Hendon Hooker, Jackson Dart, Tyler Van Dyke. Just the you have to go pretty far down the list until a Big Ten player pops back on the list. Big Ten right. quarterback, that is. Yeah, I mean, I, I looked at the odds on on my bookie, and like Michael said, you, you know, there's some the juice 
included, but I, I think it's a pretty good line. Like, um, yeah. oh, I agree. If I, yeah. I, I looked and like, if you just forgetting the juice, if you just played it as if they were, they were perfect lines, the three Ohio state guys themselves, you know, you got, um, you, you got to hit your wagon to Ohio state because they make up over kind of 20% of this. And then I'm trying to think of, like Michael said, to get to that, you know, what was it? Twenty seven percent chance uh, mm-hmm. at the, at these odds. You you can get there if you look at like Braylon Allen of Wisconsin, the running back. Yeah. Uh, Talia Tagovailoa is actually like on my bookie was like the second highest quarterback, but implied odds were only like were like less than two percent. Um, and so I just but I'm going to go under just because I don't want to hitch my wagon solely to Ohio State because you know they're the team to beat in the Big Ten, maybe even the country. But say Stroud is just kind of like you know, average to good, that also might impact Smith and Jigba and Henderson since he's not putting up the numbers. So I'm going to take the no. Yeah, but I agree with you that Ryan said a good line. Like, it was not easy to decide. Yeah. I think I originally had it at plus 300, and then I switched it at the last moment. So maybe that would have been really tough on you guys if I said it at 300. I think, yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. At that yeah. point, yep. I think yep. I'm been closer. I don't know. I don't know what I would have done. But yep. all right. Let's get to, well, here's another one that was really difficult to set. So Barry101 sent in over under on USC national championships in the Lincoln Riley era. So I set it at four and a half. Um, no, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> um, right. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I obviously the over no under would be. Yeah, no homer. Exactly. The over under would be 0.5. So I just kind of reworded the question. Will Lincoln Riley win a national championship at USC? I have the no as a strong favorite at minus 200, I have the yes at plus 200. All right. So here's here's how I kind of went about it. So plus 200 implies uh, like a, a 33% chance. I'm going to bet yes. Um, Riley brings a lot of buzz that should rejuvenate the SC program and fan base. So then I kind of went more ma- a mathematical approach, kind of followed Michael's lead from, from prior years. And I, I started out with an assumption here that he's going to be there at least five years, which we that could be dicey, as we all know. But I looked at it in, in terms of the best-case scenario in a five-year period. So looking at the odds right now on my bookie, USC is 33-1 to 1 in his first year, so about a 3% chance. Year two, I'm assuming he cuts that in half. He goes to about 17-1. to 1. That's about a 5%. And I kind of go on and on, and I say he improves just a little bit each year. By year five, he gets them. This, again, this is the best-case scenario for an SC fan, they get to about five to one, which is like 17% chance. So I kind of add up those five years. I get to, um, over that 33% threshold that, that Michael set. So I say the two to one is good value. So even if I say, even if the outer years aren't, aren't as good as maybe five to one, say they're like the 12 to one chance. I still think I'm a little bit over that 33% chance. If you're still following me, I threw a lot of math out there, but, but basically I'm implying that each year over the five years, he gets slightly better. And so that's why I'm going to say yes. Yeah. This is a tough one to, a tough one to pick. Trey is making a pretty convincing case there for, 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 for saying yes, I'll go the opposite. I'll say no. Uh, it's so hard to do just to win a national title. Uh, it's just the disadvantages. Uh, when's the last time a Pac-12 team, won a national title uh USC was it and them oh yeah yeah i guess UC, i'm yeah. just i'm just legitimately was, asking but it had Oregon to be usc was close and, right but they right so it's just it's extremely hard to do that um now i know you know he's probably going to be recruiting really really well but 
man, there's just so many advantages that some of these schools out east have, like with SEC is just dominating. So, and when you look at it overall, like I mean, one in three coaches, like it's just, ugh, it's so hard to have success. And at that, that that level, winning a national title is just a whole different ball game. So two to one, I, I just don't think it's enough for me. If it was like three to one, I probably would say yes, but two to one. Eh. Yeah, it was a hard line to set because my gut, if I didn't do any, I kind of did the math like Trey did there and, and came up with a, you know, maybe Trey was maybe a little bit more bullish I was maybe than me. More, yeah, I was. But but my gut tells me like three or four to one. If it's just without thinking about it, just kind of, but then when I kind of go through each year and, and I don't know, I came up with, with 200 well, like something. This year, they're not, they're not, they're 33 to one, but they're like kind of, I don't know, say like the eighth choice or whatever it is. When you look at the fourth choice this year, like the, this year the fourth choice was Clemson, and they're thirteen to one. So I don't know. It's like it's not that far fetched to think that they could be the fourth or fifth choice in a couple years. So, but we'll see. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, a couple years of Caleb Williams. It's, this could be like A and M, where A and M in one year that twenty and a half years over under changed dramatically because they pulled in the greatest recruiting class of all time. If USC pulls in yeah. a you know the number one class or the number two class next year then maybe those that plus 200 becomes plus 150 or something yeah exactly all right we've got one from rutgers todd over under on rutgers final standing in the big 10 east this upcoming season and keep in mind there are seven teams in the east so i'm just trying to be real here todd i'm sorry but over under finishing six and a half Okay, so six and a half for me, I'm going to have to go under on that one, meaning that they finish sixth or better. Um, the main reason is because, well, twofold, but one is just because I think, you know, they're actually an improving squad. I think the the talent that, uh, um, uh, wow. Shiano. Uh, Shiano. Yeah, Greg Shiano is accumulating is better than they have been. Okay, so then they have some decent production coming back. But um, on top of that, Indiana stink stunk last year. They're still going to probably stink next year. Um, and then, so it's between those two schools. Who who you gonna ask me who's worse? Ooh, it's going to be pretty close. I might lean towards Indiana being a little better. So there, there you go. Already, I have them ahead of slightly one team. I think so. There's the six. So I say they finish six is kind of what I would predict. But you could also toss in like maybe Maryland. Maybe Maryland kind of it doesn't all prove out all that well. It's, and there's other teams. I mean, Sparty's no, you know, they're not prone to not having a fallout year. Like they got kind of lucky last year. I mean, they're solid, but they got kind of fortunate. So I, I, if you were, if you, if you're telling me like what's more likely fifth or seventh though, uh, I'd probably say seventh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree with, with everything you said there. I think they, they did, you know, so say, I think they're maybe a little bit better than Indiana, um, but they do draw Minnesota, Nebraska, and Iowa from the West. So I would say, yeah, Rutgers and no, Indiana. No Wisconsin. no Wisconsin, but they didn't get Northwestern or Illinois. So that's kind of a, a tough break. But so okay. so basically, I, I agree with you. I kind of think Indiana and Rutgers are kind of tied for that last. So you might think, okay, yeah, it's 50-50, whether they're sixth or seventh. But there's a chance they finish fifth, like you said. There's definitely a non-zero chance they finish fifth or better. So I uh, I also leaned under. Another thing, kind of a cheap way to get this, but if they tie with Indiana for the worst record, that's a tie for sixth. That's an under. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. true. So yeah, that well, really I makes would, me like the other. Pretty big difference. Well, I guess actually, I need there'd to be a tiebreaker the, the other way. No, I, I, yeah. I take that back because 
Probably the head-to-head. Yeah, the head-to-head would decide it there, but oh, yeah, I don't know. Good try, though. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, question from Gavin Fast. Uh, over under one and a half power conference champions um, that will repeat. Uh, did I set a line on the odds on that? Did I make odds on that? Uh, you ju- I assumed you no, just that, had it even is, on both sides. It. Yeah, over I think that's just over even on both sides. Yeah, I didn't make any uh, And those juice. those those champions, of course, were Bama, Michigan, Pitt, Baylor, and Utah. Uh, right. So you're saying yeah. over under one and a half. I'm this one. It's funny. I when I first thought about it, I was going to say over, but I actually ended up taking the under. Um, don't really have a ton of math behind it, but I just kind of looked conference by conference, and it really seems like most of the conferences have a lot of teams in the mix. Um, the SEC, you know, of course, it comes down to Bama and Georgia, so Bama could do it. But there's still, we've talked about A&M. Tennessee's going to get some love this year. Um, someone else might rise up. Michigan, they're an underdog to repeat. Ohio State, of course, the big fave. But then you've got Wisconsin, Penn State, Michigan State, Utah and the Pac-12. They're, they're probably the favorites. Out of all these, I'd probably pick them to repeat. Um, but again, Oregon, SC, UCLA, ASU, like, and then the ACC, I think, is really deep. If if Clemson doesn't like really bounce back, I think the ACC is like pretty wide open. Um, so, and then Baylor, they're kind of up against it. I think OU looks pretty good. Texas, Okie State. My point is, there's just a lot of parity in some of these conferences. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you, Trey. I'm I'm taking the under. I feel pretty good about it. So here's I did I went the mathematical approach. So I here are my percentages of each team uh, to to win their conference, and I'm. It, I'm erring on the side of being generous. Um, you know, so these are kind of probably higher than I actually think, but let me know what you guys think. So Alabama, I said 60% to, to win the SEC. I think that's high, but yeah, whatever for the sake of argument. Uh, Michigan, 15% for the Big Ten. Uh, yeah, sounds about right. Pitt, 15% for the ACC. Baylor, 20% for the Big 12. And Utah, 30%. For the Pac-12. So if I add those generous numbers together, what I think are generous, that's 1.4 repeats. So that's under 1.5. So <laughs> my real numbers, yeah. I I had closer to one. So I, I think the under is a, a good play. Yeah. Yeah. If you, I guess I the question, right? <laughs> I I kind of said if there, if you had to pick one that you like are really confident that would repeat, who would you pick? Well, mine was mine was Bama. I had by. By a big margin, I I guess it depends oh, on how you true. feel about it depends on how you feel about Utah. Besides Bama, well then it's Utah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Ryan, yeah. what do you what do you think, Ryan? Utah. But yeah, besides Bama, I, I would go with Utah. Just yeah, you know, me too. The other teams have just either wide open or completely like Michigan, uh, a, a pretty big underdog. So Utah's got to be right there, neck and neck with the top percentage chance to win the Pac-12. So okay. All right. Moving on from Norwegian Gopher. Uh, he said, how many more years until Notre Dame is forced to join a conference? And I don't know about forced, but I, I, I do think that they someday could be in their best interest to join a conference. So this is, <laughs> I have no idea where to set this. 20 and a half yeah. years. Same as the A&M one last year. All what right. do you guys think? I'm taking the ender. I'm going to say it, it, oh, okay. it's sooner than that. You know, whether it's these super kind of conferences that happen yeah. and then just the money involved with the conferences that they're getting from these TV deals is just going to be an insanely high amount that, you know, NBC or their contract they have just won't be able to keep up anymore. So, yeah, uh, I really do think it's just going to be inevitable that they'll they'll do it. But I think it'll be under 20. 
I agree exactly with your points, Ryan. I'm, that's why I'm going to say under. And my other point, though, is just that it's kind of like every year that goes by, the further we seem to get away from the the quote unquote old days, um, and the the sports just seems to have evolving. Uh, we've got the the playoff, and that's expanding. And I agree with you on the 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 TV rights. Yeah, mm-hmm. the the playoff could could be the thing that forces their hand because the yeah. proposed uh, playoff format yeah, that they, they yeah. came out with it was kind of in some ways disadvantageous for them. They couldn't finish in the top four. Uh, because you had it to be a conference absolutely champion. Absolutely disadvantageous. Yeah. So I I think I agree with you guys. I just thought I thought it was a good number because it's been. I mean, they've been independent for like 120 years or whatever. Yeah. So well, it, was, and they, it was hard and to come up with a number that's like 12 it. and a half. Yeah, yeah, and they like Notre Dame fans. That's they want to they carry that with them. So we'll see. I will say I don't think it's going to happen before 2036 because they have that deal with the ACC that supposedly if they're if they're to join a conference before 2036 it has to be the acc and i don't see the acc being attractive to them i think the, and what if they didn't and they joined the sec they just had to pay the acc some money i think all their tv money would ha- their share of tv money tv money would have to go to the acc which it always feels like those contracts are in place and then they like get out of leave. them yeah you know maybe like, maybe that, that one settlement, somehow, settlement you know yeah it's possible yeah mm-hmm. lots to shake out all right we've got one from Norwegian Gopher, uh, back for more. Will Minnesota make a Big Ten championship game in the next three years? Yes or no? Um, I'm going to set the line at yes, minus 140, and no, plus 140. Okay, so Wisconsin, of course, is typically a pretty decent favorite in the West, and I would, I have no reason to, to doubt that continues for the next three years. And so behind them... I would have Minnesota maybe second this year, but I don't see a huge difference between them, uh, Iowa, Nebraska, and Purdue. So I think, and even just in the next few years, all those schools, I don't think there's a massive gap between them. So um, because of that parity in the division, I think all those teams kind of split in terms of of their percent chance of of making a, a Big Ten title. The two with the lowest chances were Northwestern and Illinois, but you can't count out Pat Fitzgerald, they'll, they'll, they'll have a random year yeah. here and there where they they crop up. Uh, maybe Bielema can improve Illinois. So long story short, uh, I had Minnesota closer to 50-50. Um, so I'll take that plus 140 that they don't make a, a Big Ten title. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 tough, especially, you know, considering they had a, they did have a pretty good year last year. Um, mm-hmm. DJ Flux done a great job in Minneapolis, no doubt about it. Um, a couple years ago, what was it? I mean, it seems like it's maybe it's three years now. Who knows? That really great year they had, they went seven and two in conference. I believe they got fortunate in a lot of the games that year, but uh, they had a good year. Um, I think they tied for first with Wisconsin. I believe it was, and but they just didn't have the 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 tie break over Wisconsin, so they didn't get to win. But so they're they've been close. But I'm gonna agree with Michael here. I'm gonna say no um, with the with the plus money, but um. I do think it's just Wisconsin is a pretty clear favorite. And if you look at kind of, you know, you got, I take into consideration the recruiting aspect. They're consistently behind Wisconsin, um, Iowa and Nebraska. Um, so, you know, if you're going to have to pull in, beat those sorts of teams, I think you got to recruit a little bit better. Not that they're recruiting bad, but it makes a difference when you don't have that, uh, that top end talent. So, uh, I will go no, but it's, it's relatively close. They're, they're, uh, they're knocking on the doorstep. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. All righty. Uh, next one is from Pass the Damn Ball. Um, who will win the national championship this coming year? You got Ohio State, Alabama, and Georgia against the field here. And I put the uh, line at Bama, Georgia, and Ohio State are minus 275, and the field is plus 275. Yeah, these three are, are going to start the season way ahead of whoever is fourth. So I feel like this year, um, maybe there's I, I been. I thought it was. What's that? Yeah, go ahead. No, go I ahead. I thought you were digging for who was fourth. <laughs> oh, was it uh, fourth according to who? Like championship odds? Oh, I just looked at my. Yeah, I looked at my bookie. Is it Clemson? And it was Clemson, but but they were like, I want to say 13 to 1 or whatever I saw. Right. So, Ryan, your odds imply a 73% chance of of one of these teams winning the national title. I took a look at FanDuel's odds um, for, for the three of those, and those implied a 72% chance of one of those three oh, winning wow. it all. But that's that's before the VIG, so really I would say oh, it's yes. more like low 60s. But everybody has VIG. Yeah, but no, yeah, but I hear yeah. you. Uh, they're not giving you the fair price. Um, so, yeah, yeah. so yeah, I I think the true odds are yeah, like I said, low sixties, and I'll take plus two seventy five on the field. Yeah, and I mean, with the field, you're hoping Clemson bounces back, and then you've kind of got a pool of Oklahoma, Michigan, Notre Dame, USC, kind of looking at this upcoming year's uh, future odds. So I don't know. I think I thought the line was you know, pretty fair when I looked at it. So I'm going to, um, I'm actually going to bank on the, the big three of Bama, Georgia, Ooh, and Ohio right. state. I'm not overly confident in, in, um, kind of that next wave of teams. Maybe I'm a little too short sighted, but, uh, certainly make the playoff, but winning it all this year, I'm, I just, my head can't wrap my head around it. Yeah. It is tough when who, whoever it is, it would be a, it would be a surprise. There's, there's a lot of yeah. opportunities for surprises and, you know that those happen. Like I guess I, I don't know what 2019 LSU was. I imagine it was it was they would have been in the field in this bet. So that's mm-hmm. that's I'm banking on someone yeah, like that not... breaking out. Yep. Yep. All right. Last betting odds we have here. Scott Chambers said over under four losses for A and M. And I'm going to assume we're talking regular season here. I'm not sure what what Scott's assumption was. Um, but I thought I thought his four losses, if that's the case, was maybe slightly high. So I'm going to change up the wording here, and I'm going to make it in terms of wins because that's how we usually think about these over under. So uh, I had over under eight and a half wins for Texas A and M, and I made the over a minus one fifteen favorite. So you can go under plus one fifteen. All right, yeah. So as a team, A and M, it's really going to come down to if Jimbo can get a lot more out of his offense, and particularly someone in the quarterback room if they step up. You know, it could be the LSU transfer Max Johnson, one of the young guys. Um, they went eight and four this past year. Didn't look all that great uh, at moments, but they they finished sixth in SP plus and preseason SP plus has them around that same spot too. So. I don't know if I'm ready to say they'll be a top five team this year, but I am going to lean over the eight and a half. Um, the key part of their schedule, when I looked at it, it comes down to a, a four game stretch early on. They play Miami, Arkansas, and Dallas at Mississippi State, then at Alabama. Pretty tough. So if they go one and three in that stretch, which isn't totally ridiculous, then it might be difficult to reach that nine. But I'm going to say they go two and two there at least, and and then they could afford another loss down the road. 
Yeah. I, you know, I'm going to agree with Trey. I'm actually mm. going to go with the over here here as well. I'm, I'm, it's a little worrisome not knowing exactly who the quarterback's going to be. Um, but I do think that they're going to at least sport a, a pretty solid offense. And then their recruiting, man, they've had such good classes the past couple few years now. I know this. we just had the best one ever, which – you know, you think, okay, they're freshmen, but freshmen do make an impact. But even the years, a couple of years, the, you know, the previous two years prior, they were top, top classes. So this is, this is, I feel like the year where it's really going to have to start help panning out. I think the defense is going to be good. Their defensive line, I think is going to be great, uh, which is huge, um, you know, especially in the SEC. But uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say they go, I'm, I'm thinking nine and three is more likely than seven and five, even at minus 115. So then, you need then eight, eight and four, four though. What? The over under is eight and a half. You said, oh right, no, my bad, <laughs> yeah. my bad. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, that too. Yeah, uh, not not Scott Chambers. Yeah, eight and four. Yeah, no, I'm still gonna go the over nine. Okay, that's that's interesting. I'll be interested to see where because this is we we often don't make go on the record with our over under predictions before Vegas puts out theirs before the betting market does. So I'll be interested to see how this one compares because it's it's really hard to do. But in looking at it. Yeah, if if it does come out eight and a half, I think I think the over would be favored, like I have here, and probably. Yeah, I think this is the right way to look at it. I was because people are going to look at some of those games like, oh, they won't lose that. Oh, they won't lose that. But games add up, (laughs) right? Yep, got to play the percentages. Okay, well, that'll do it for this episode of the College Football Bros. We're going to have part two of of this episode, so we'll have I think nine more. bets to to price next week so be sure to subscribe so you can get that and also leave us a five-star rating on spotify and apple podcasts we need two more ratings on apple Podcasts to get to 300 we've been sitting at 298 for a while so we'd appreciate uh, some ratings there and we will talk to you next week does 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 grace have an itunes account yet oh she doesn't wow boom there's one right there there's one (laughs) (laughs) she's not a fan You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.